Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone is well. I trust that you're taking care of yourselves. I really do. And I really appreciate you all. You're just wonderful. Too wonderful for words. <laughs> yeah. You all restore my faith in humanity. In the good in the world. I have to stop and re remember you all before I just read these um, news reports and my hair gets on fire and my blood pressure will boil then I'll have to calm down and say there's more good people in the world than the thumpers and rebel rousers <laughs> Oh boy, I'm trying not to say some things tonight the wrong way, but some things need to be said. So. <laughs> because there's so many things going on in the world, including myself, people in the world, we'll look at all these things going on in the black community and in communities of color and many other communities where there's all these police shootings, fightings, one side against the other, citizens against citizens and all. This just seems not to make any sense. So the way the brain works the mind works based on simplifying things, reducing things to the simplest terms, and the mind comes built in sort of like a computer with certain programs, certain files that do certain things to keep things neat and orderly and working smoothly so we can function relatively chaos free and I have a lot on my mind I'm trying to be careful with my words like Tiger 180 says in the do better show with Tiger 180 to choose your words wisely but um <laughs> some things need to be said and I'm trying to choose my words wisely. But this, I also feel that there are so many good people in the world that we deserve truth. We deserve to be protected by any means necessary. We do not deserve the things that we see coming down in the world so there has to be somebody 
has to care and somebody has to stand up and speak up and for some reason that's what I was born and into the world to do <laughs> to stand up and speak up and it's too late to stop now but I will uh, follow my nephew's advice Tiger 180 and choose my words wisely but this is getting very serious I read BuzzFeed News about uh, the, sh the sheriff's deputies and Mr. Roderick Walker in Clayton County, Georgia. And I'll read the article to you because it's important to hear the facts. And BuzzFeed, at least in this article, it seems to me they kept it close to the facts without too much um, what you might call uh, too much spin or without too many biases in either direction. They didn't really take sides from what I can see. Is The reason I can say that is <laughs> Like I said, I have to choose my words wisely, but in this case, I have been getting reports about um, this particular area, this um, particular county, Clayton County, Georgia. I've been getting reports about that and doing some research myself about Clayton County, Georgia. So I have to I have to speak up. I really do. And the article says a sheriff's deputy in Georgia was fired after a video showed him repeatedly punching a black man. Roderick Walker was heard saying, quote, I'm going to die while two sheriff's deputies in Georgia pinned him to the ground and one punched him in the face several times. Written by Lam Tuvo. It's a Vietnamese name. There's a, a big population of Vietnamese people in the Atlanta area. BuzzFeed news reporter Lam Tuvo L-A-M-T-H-U-Y V-O three names first, middle, and last if you need to research it for yourself which I will I will ask people from now on, when you hear these um, police beatings, whether there's shooting involved or not, when you hear about these beatings, do yourself a favor before you do anything else. Uh, 
go to your browser, type in whatever information you can. If they give you the county, use that. If they give you the supervisor's name, if you if they don't, then try to get that from oh um you could always get the city and the county and the uh, government administrators from from the from a search engine. You can get that information and try to get the very top person if it's in law enforcement, if it's the uh, sheriff's department, try to get the number one sheriff's name, put it in your browser and start reading and you'll be surprised. And I, the reason I say that is because I'm going to repeat myself over and over again because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm trying to choose my words wisely. Like I said, it's been years now I've been getting reports about Clayton County. And it's, n it's nothing surprising and shocking to people of color anymore. There's certain things that, mm, how can I say this? Certain things that are evolving, that are becoming shocking. And again, the research is important. Whenever you hear about these police shootings and fightings and beatings, and all that, we absolutely need to find out who's at the top and find out their backgrounds. Find out their backgrounds. We've always heard that there's a lack of leadership or whenever these things go wrong, they, we always find out that the people at the top are always fired or moved around or uh, suspended or something. And there's a reason for it. And uh, without finding the time to to know even before something goes wrong, know what your government officials are doing at the top. Keep your eyes and ears to the ground and keep your eyes on the leadership in these uh, government offices and departments. And the employees are, I can I can say in the case of um, Clayton County, the employees are suffering from a lack of leadership at the top. And the, the blame does not just stop with these particular officers who attacked Mr. Roderick Walker. This is this goes all the way to the very top. 
And if you want to know why I'm why I keep repeating this is because I have to choose my words wisely and there's only so much I can say but I really really have my yellow highlighter out tonight and I'm, I intend to use it and I want you to use your highlighter on some of these names of people at the top of the sheriff's department and do your own search in your browser and be prepared for the surprise of your life and then know that we all have to know ahead of time before these things happen because we are the ones that are going to pay for these big lawsuits when they're settled. Those settlements come out of our tax dollars and our tax dollars will keep going higher and higher and we'll be misled and left for dead. We'll be turned one against the other. We'll be given, just at the time when elections come around, we'll be given so much spin and hype and and whatnot to turn one against the other to get us to vote for something that's fluff, point blank fluff. And what we're really doing is we're paying for something that could have been avoid, avoided by having the right leadership in some of these top positions in these government uh, entities, in these government offices and organizations. So tonight we're going to have to use our highlighters, we're going to have to put on our grown-ups hats and going to have to use this as a, a learning lesson that we have to wake up. We can no longer just say this is a black and white issue or this is a racial or only a racial incident. This is only racism. This is only discrimination. No. There's going to be to our surprise history that may go back hundreds of years. There may be layers and layers on top of that and it usually is. So let's jump right now to finish up this article before I say the wrong words. Okay. The article says, Roderick Walker was heard saying, I'm going to die, while two sheriff, sheriff's deputies in Georgia pinned him to the ground and one punched him in the face several times. Screenshots of videos show Clayton County Sheriff's deputies pinning Roderick Walker 
to the ground while one of them punches him repeatedly. This photograph is from Instagram at passionlove95. Or if you just go to BuzzFeed News, you may be able to find it as well. A sheriff's deputy in Clayton County, Georgia, and that's in Atlanta, was fired Sunday for, quote, excessive use of force after disturbing viral, viral videos showed him repeatedly striking a black man and injuring him. Okay, and remember we're using this as a wake-up call, as a, a uh, teachable moment. So just hang in tough because I'm going to have to stop and say some things and hopefully use the right words. But here we have a deputy, a sheriff's deputy, that has exploded. You probably have seen the video. If you haven't, you'll want to see this one. There's two sheriff's deputies that have just exploded and completely, completely lost it and beat Mr. Roderick Walker. I believe that's his name. Mr. Roderick, yes, Roderick, R-O-D-E-R-I-C-K, Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R. They completely lost it. No chill whatsoever. And Mr. Walker lost consciousness a couple of times, according to the reports. And it's very hard to watch. His face is completely bloodied. And then later you'll see, hours later, pictures of him with uh, black eyes swollen and just horrible. But the thing is, when you see how out of control these officers are, remember, it's time for us to not only do the background on who is supervising these officers, but also who is supervising the police in our own community. It's time. We cannot just uh, blindly uh, accept that everything is peaceful one moment, so it's going to stay like that. And trust that everything that our government officials are in our police departments and other departments are all about only doing good. And even if 99.9% .9 of them all, 99 and a half won't do. It only takes one or less than 1%. And if that one gets promoted far enough, it reaches too, too many. And even the ones that will resist will be 
so out of control, so frustrated, angry, and this is what you'll see. Just people fighting in the streets, people killing each other in the streets, losing it for a little or no reason. Mr. Roderick Walker and his uh, girlfriend and the two little kids were had dropped off a rental car and they had someone else driving them to their next destination. And the police pulled over the driver, asked, pulled them over for a taillight violation and they asked the passenger for his ID. That was Mr. Roderick Walker for his ID. And Mr. Walker had the right to say, well, I don't have it with me, but why are you asking for it? Have I done something wrong? The citizens have a right to ask, why are we being stopped? Why are we being questioned? What is the probable cause? What's, what is your concern? We have the right to ask that, but we don't because we have been from day one in a climate of fear for our life and afraid of the police, especially people of color. We have had our families completely wiped off the face of, of the earth for so many hundreds of years that we attempt to be the one to make the peace. We are the peace officer if we're toe-to-toe -to -toe with a police officer if we value our life. We become the peace officer. They, be in, in some of these cases, not all of the cases, but when things go completely sideways, they know that they can say or do what they want if they're in a situation where their leadership is subpar then they feel as though they're empowered or they're not accountable they're not accountable they feel as though and it's human nature they know that if anybody takes them down, if they get fired, they have enough dirt on the people over them that they, all they have to do is just get their attorney and, and go on the record. Just go right on the record and that will unravel the whole hornet's nest. So in other words, we haven't heard and we won't hear the end of this Clayton County incident for years or longer than just years. But the officers are so out of control because they're following the lead of their higher-ups. Okay, we, we read it, the first part about the a sheriff's deputy in Clayton County, Georgia, was fired Sunday for excessive use of force after disturbing viral video showed him repeatedly striking a black man and injuring him. 
The black man was identified by officials and his attorneys as Roderick Walker, an Atlanta native and father of four children. Quote, the deputy who repeatedly struck Roderick Walker is being terminated from the Clayton County Sheriff's Office by order of Sheriff Victor Hill. Time to get your highlighters out now. It's time to start typing that name into your browser and keep your fan on cool because I don't want you to faint or fall out. <laughs> but that's all I can say. It's time to highlight this name. Being terminated from the Clayton County Sheriff's Office by order of Sheriff Victor Hill. Highlight, highlight, highlight. For excessive use of force, the Sheriff's Office said in a statement. I just wish I could tell you what's on my mind, but I absolutely can't say it, but you will read it. You type in Sheriff Victor Hill, Clayton County Sheriff's Office, Sheriff Victor Hill, and I will never have to tell you to stay away awoke again. The Sheriff's Office said it began investigating the incident on Saturday, quote, after being made aware of a video posted on social media involving a deputy using physical force on a man. Close quote. The deputy was put on administrative leave on Saturday and was fired the next day. And I can't say what I'm thinking, but keep your highlight on standby. And we'll get to some, some things. Officials did not identify the fire deputy or the other officers who were involved in the incident. The criminal investigation of the incident will be turned over to the Clayton County DA, District Attorney's Office, the Sheriff's Office said. There's another highlight. I wonder why they didn't use the name. But that's another place to highlight and type in your browser. Who's who in the zoo? And what's their background? They set the tone. The officers will absolutely follow the lead. They are absolutely going to follow the examples that are set for them and the expectations that are set for them. They are absolutely demonstrating 
what the top of their department has uh, shown them is appropriate. So, of course, they violated the law. Of course, they were out of control. Of course, they used excessive force. Anybody can see that. But that's not enough just to stop there and say, oh, this is a slam dunk racial discrimination violation of this person's uh, civil rights. It's not enough just to throw away the officer because you can get the officer replaced in a heartbeat. But then you're going to have the same scenario repeat itself if you don't go all the way to the top and clean house. And it's not like the citizens haven't spoke up, stood up, tried. The citizens have tried and tried and tried and tried. But I digress. It will all appear in your browser. <laughs> I continue with the article from BuzzFeed News. Video shared on social media over the weekend show Walker being pinned to the ground by two officers while they attempt to arrest him during an incident on Friday. One of the officers is seen punching him in the face several times, causing Walker to bleed from his face. He also appears to lose consciousness at one point. And that's true. It's really horrible to see this. And you'll hear one officer yell, he bit my hand. And it's a lot of uh, high drama, so just know it's, it's not going to be easy to watch it. Because there's a girlfriend on the side screaming and shouting. And there's a little five-year-old son running around screaming, Daddy, Daddy, it's really not easy to watch. Continuing with the article, in one video, parentheses, warning, this video is disturbing. In one video, a woman who was later identified as Walker's girlfriend is heard yelling at the officers to get off him while pleading with them for Walker's life. Quote, get off him. The woman is heard shouting at the officers. Officer, he said he can't breathe, the woman says repeatedly. In another video shot by a bystander, Walker's child, this is the five-year-old son, Walker's child is seen running around him as he is being pinned to the ground and is later heard shouting, Daddy, Daddy, from the back seat of a vehicle. But you can also hear the five-year-old right there 
a few feet from his father, who these uh, police officers, there's two of them, are, even one of them has at least 50 or, or maybe 70 pounds over him. Mr. Walker is slim build, and the officers are thick built, muscular, with at least 70 pounds of gear on vests and all sorts of Sam Brown belts with uh, whatever cuffs and whatever else they have on their Sam Brown, all that stuff is an easy 50 or 75 pounds added to their muscular frame. And there's two of them on top of this slim, slim man. And you can barely see Mr. Walker, but um, they turn him over at one point, and it's horrible. He's lost consciousness, and he's completely losing it, the blood from his his nose, from his from his face. Back to the article. The incident took place outside of the Georgia Department of Public Health in Clayton County, according to local news reports. Walker is currently in jail after being arrested on two counts of a battery and two counts of obstructing law enforcement officers, according to his attorney, Sean Williams of the Cochran firm. And many people know the name Johnny Cochran, who's no longer alive, but there are Cochran firms in most big major cities that handle these type of cases. Okay, Sean Williams, that's where we left off. But these two counts of battery, he was charged with battery after he was beaten within an inch of his life. He was charged with two counts of battery. They screamed, oh, he bit my hand. So I imagine that's going to be one count there and two counts of obstructing law enforcement officers because he asked why am he asked I'm the passenger why am I being asked but most citizens don't know that we are required we are required to have identification and we are required to produce produce and show that identification when asked for by an appropriate authority, government authority. And the fact that Mr. Walker didn't have his ID with him was not really resisting. This is boils down to 
the officers following their department leadership. And that, that requires a whole carton of yellow highlighters to research. <laughs> and um, these counts, two counts of obstructing law enforcement, basically is he failed the attitude test because he asked, which he had the right to do, why are they asking him for ID when he's not the driver of the vehicle. He's not responsible for any broken taillights or anything else. But it was just a matter of he had uh, the audacity to exercise his constitutional rights and ask why is he being stopped or why is he being questioned and has he broken any law he he um in other words he was the unlucky man to, to um meet uh two time bombs probably in uniform with a badge and a gun. Let's continue. In a press conference outside Clayton County Jail on Saturday, Williams, that's the attorney Sean Williams, described the charges against Walker as, quote, frivolous and called for his release and for the officers to be arrested. And there's a beautiful picture with uh, the two little babies, well, five-year-old son, and then um, Mr. Walker is holding a beautiful little baby about, oh, less than six months old. Could be two, three, or four months old. Babies are so big and healthy now. It's a beautiful little child. But it's uh, on a different occasion, of course. But it shows him in his happier space with his kids. Continuing, Walker's girlfriend and child witnessed the incident, according to Williams, Attorney Williams, quote, I just want my son home because he was beaten real bad even though he did nothing wrong. Walker's mother, Tawana Walker, said at the press conference, Attorney Williams said Walker along with his girlfriend and one of his children, paid a driver to get a ride home after dropping off a rental car. Okay. The driver was pulled over for a traffic violation by the sheriff's deputy <coughs> who drove up in an unmarked car. Williams said, 
Well, that right there, I'm not sure if uh, they were working a special detail, but in L.A., that would tell you that there was Metro and that they more than likely are working some sort of a special task force, maybe a gang detail, SWAT, uh, detectives, uh, some sort of a special task force if they weren't driving a black and white patrol car with the uh, roll bar on the top with the red, blue, yellow light, amber lights on the roll bar at the top. If it was unmarked, we would know in L.A. that that's a, a special task force. Williams said, the attorney said, The driver was pulled over for a traffic violation by the sheriff's deputy who drove up in an unmarked car, Williams said. Other officers also arrived at the scene. The officers then proceeded to ask the driver in Walker, who was a passenger for identification. Well, now if if we just think that one through, that would make someone think that, okay, these guys are working maybe just on a temp, these officers are working just on a uh, temporary assignment in that area patrolling for, who knows, drugs, um, Stolen property of one kind or the other, but they're on a special assignment. And they're stopping uh, either known people that they are looking for with warrants. That could be all they're doing, looking for people that they already know, have outstanding warrants. They know who they're looking for. And there's a... A lot of red flags that go up just when they when they say when the attorney says the other officers then proceed the other officers also arrived at the scene that lets you know they're working not only in tandem backing each other up but they're all working together on a special detail. The officers then proceeded to ask the driver, Ann Walker, who was a passenger for identification. So they knew who they were looking for. They knew there was something already in the background of the people that they were stopping, and they intended to arrest them. That's the simple, simple bottom line. They were intending to arrest them, and they knew they had probable cause to arrest them, but that does not mean 
they had probable cause to use excessive force. That is why we're having this conversation. So if any of you are in that situation, God forbid I'm in that situation, we'll know. We will have done our homework ahead of time, starting with tonight. We can also talk to our police departments about any time we need special patrol. We can call and ask for special patrol on our streets. We have had this situation or that situation. We would like more enforcement. And if they are doing their jobs, they will comply and say, oh, sure. And you will see them out there now if they are doing their job we can call or we can go in and we can ask I should use a highlighter and say there was a time not too long ago where this actually worked who knows now that things are so out of control who knows now what things have changed there was a time in the past where we could call and ask, well, are there any special undercover units? Well, maybe not undercover. They're not going to blow anybody's cover. That's, that's not even safe for anybody. But are there any... Um, a scheduled um, extra patrols or any scheduled task force that the public should know about or can know about and they might be willing to discuss that those days might be gone we might have to go to our council's office to get that information we could always call our council member's office and make a consulmatic complaint anytime. We don't have to wait until we've been beaten down. If we know, believe, or feel, or heard things are going on, and we know it shouldn't happen that way, we can always make an anonymous consulmatic complaint on the phone or many government many government offices have online anonymous databases that allow us to go online type in whatever complaint we have or whatever request we have for service we can type that in and again there was a time not too long ago where we could type that information in and we would get a response we'd get a solution in writing immediately and if necessary someone would come to our location start working to resolve whatever the issue was
Well, now this is, we're running out of time for this segment. We're going to go to an overflow, sudden death over time, <laughs> sudden death over time. So I'm going to close this segment before we run out of time in about, mm, in less than 10 minutes. We'll be closing down, and if we have to, we'll go into another segment with this because this one is important. It was a good teachable moment for myself, and I felt compelled. I had to tell the good people oh, we have to step up our game. We just cannot trust and believe in the tooth fairy any longer. <laughs> okay, where were we? Where the backup arrived for the the two officers that did the traffic stop. Walker told the officers that he did not have his ID with him and asked them why they wanted his identification when he was not the one driving the car, Williams said. See, he's a young, trusting man. And he trusted the police so he could ask. He felt he could ask and get an answer. He didn't feel in fear of his life at that point. After asking Walker to step out of the vehicle, the officers wrestled him to the ground, punched him several times in the head and his body, and choked him, according to Williams. That, that's Attorney Williams. Well, that's um, BuzzFeed is being very gracious about the way they describe that. When you see the video of the Clayton County Sheriff's on top of Mr. Roderick Walker, you can't even hardly see Mr. Walker. You can see these beefy deputies and they are not just thumping and pushing or, or no, this is, wow. This is horrible. This is really horrible. Well, we only have a less than, not 10 minutes, but less than less than eight seconds so we'll close this out we'll pick up in the next segment thank you for listening